This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, April 28th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. Today we're taking a look at the war inside of the war going on in Ukraine. Another way to say that would be the cyber war. Did you know that Microsoft is doing everything they can to help Ukraine against Russian cyber attacks, of which there have been many. Microsoft is able to really use that wealth of information, the data collecting capabilities that they're doing on everybody's devices to deduce who's doing what and where. This is the Fox News Rundown. War in Ukraine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. In 2022, cyber attacks are part of our everyday lives and governments messing around with each other online is nothing new. This is happening at an alarming rate in Ukraine where bad actors from Russia are trying to play around with the Ukrainian military infrastructure and beyond. Principally, what Microsoft has is a, is a series of scanning tools that give them indications of when breaches are happening, when attacks are happening. Our guest today is cybersecurity expert John Cofrancesco. He's vice president of government at security firm Fortress. He's got a wealth of experience in international and military cyber affairs. They're able to correlate that information to deduce two things. First, what is the field of attack look like? So are the bad guys looking to get after government agencies? Are they looking to get after a specific target? And then how are they attacking? So not all cyber attacks come in the same flavor. Some are those traditional sort of the worms and the, the, the things, the Trojan horses, the, the things that you would see in a movie. More often what you're seeing is botnet attacks. So these are denial of service attacks. And, and Microsoft is able to really use that wealth of information, the data collecting uh, capabilities that they're doing on everybody's devices to deduce who's doing what and where. That's really cool stuff. I want to get into the kinds of cyber attacks in just a minute, because I'm sure there's ones I've never even heard of now. But my question is, why would Microsoft even want to do this? What do they get as a benefit out of helping Ukraine against these Russian cyber attacks? Well, when it comes down to it, and I have to credit Microsoft and other companies uh, that are doing this, the free world has an arsenal of democracy. That is a real thing. It's we, we know about it from history class in World War II. Today, that arsenal of democracy has a cyber component. So the, the executives at, at Microsoft and many of the big firms in the free world are saying, hey, we have to step up here, use our capacities to help the Ukraine, because we can't allow one free nation to be dominated by an authoritarian neighbor. So that's what you're seeing is you're seeing Microsoft and other companies bring to bear their capabilities, not any different from how domestic producers like Lockheed Martin develop the best planes or Boeing develops the best planes to help our Air Force and Navy. So similar thing just in the cyber world. What role has cyber attacks had in this war against Ukraine so far? Like just how bad is Russia beating down Ukraine with these cyber attacks and threats? So they, they've gone both ways, and it is absolutely the case that Russia is coordinating attacks against government institutions in the Ukraine, against public institutions in the Ukraine. And we're seeing these spill out in a number of different ways. So the first thing is they attack government institutions, their websites, their abilities to actually 
do their job so that they can just stop the government of Ukraine from functioning. I put this perspective. If we just shut off the email of Fox News, how much business would get done at Fox News? Probably a lot less. Right. Same thing is true of a government. So if you shut off their email, if you shut off their phone systems, you can really, uh, really harm their ability to conduct their business. So that's the first type of attack we're seeing. The second type of attack we're seeing is actually more scary. And this is where it's almost like a form of cyber terrorism. Russia is utilizing uh, web bots to send out mass text messages, mass notifications to ordinary people, but in certain geographies, essentially threatening them, uh, you know, saying some really terrifying things. So they're able to, to create and, and fear in the ordinary person, while at the si- same time debilitating Ukrainian government's ability to respond to these things. So definitely a, a sticky situation. It's crazy because it's cyber warfare meets psychological warfare in that case. And you never thought those two would go hand in hand, but they are. All right. So let's talk about some of the specific attacks. The one that you've written about and that I'm just learning about are these wiper attacks that Russian hackers are using against Ukrainian government, IT. What's a wiper attack? How does it work and who are they going after? Well, they're, they're going after those high value assets in Ukraine. So think about government assets, the type of folks that in government will help respond to a particular action that Russia is taking. Wiper attacks, like a lot of cyber attacks, are designed to do one of two things. Number one, to just delete your data, right? So if you don't have data, you can't make smart decisions. So that's the first method that the Russians like to use. Hey, you used to have something, now you have nothing. The next thing they like to do is partition data. So what they'll do is they'll come in, they'll steal your data, they'll partition it off so you can't access it, and they can. And that is really uh, sort of a modern day sort of espionage type of attack. So in the old days, you might have somebody go into an office and play James Bond. Today, you just hack their computer and steal their most important stuff. We're speaking today with John Cofrancesco, vice president of cybersecurity firm Fortress, to talk about the cyber war going on between Ukraine and Russia. Keep it logged on right here for more coming up next. All right, so there's the type of the attack there. We also talked about how Microsoft, a private business, is helping Ukraine fend off these attacks. The U.S. government is helping as well as the U.S. Department of State. They're looking for information on specific Russian hackers. And this hacking group is uh, causing all sorts of problems. They're the, the notorious sandworm hacking group. Why is the United States willing to put up $10 million to find these guys? Are they really that bad? You know, they are that bad. And, and this is the important thing to understand when we're talking about Russian hackers in particular is that our, our hypothetical bad guys, Nikolai and Vasily, they wake up every morning as members of the, the Russian government. And then when they go home, they put on their hacker hats. And, and, and I say that both tongue in cheek, but very literally what you have is organizations that are working part and parcel for the, the Russian government taking on attacks against the Ukraine. And the reason why the United States is willing to get involved in this is really twofold. First, is we don't want those individuals attacking us. And second, and as an extension, the only way to stop these guys is to make sure they're captured uh, or otherwise disposed of. So unless there's a kinetic result, these type of folks will continue bringing attacks against Ukraine and other uh, free nations. And there's six of these guys. If you told me to go find a hacker, I wouldn't even know the first place to look. And I'm sure it's difficult here. Again, the U.S. Department of State is offering a $10 million reward for the capture of these six Russian hackers. Are these people ever found? And if so, how are they brought to justice? Well, there are cases where they're found, and usually it's a complicated extradition situation. Uh, You see the FBI and other domestic organizations working to that end. In this case, I think it's going to be very complex. They're going to have to get physically captured in order for this to stop. So that's why the State Department's put up the money. There's no doubt that these individuals are running a ring uh, uh, of really, really impactful 
uh, cyber attacks against the free world. So I think it's good that the United States has stepped up here. I do think this is a really complex issue because you have to get your hands on these guys to stop them. Yeah, especially since you said if they're wearing the hat of the Russian government, but also going on and hacking with the extradition, why would Russia want to extradite these people to the United States for trial when they're actually helping the Russian government behind the shadows? There's a whole nother layer to this, which is almost a layer of protection for the hackers, it seems like. That's exactly right. And this is why you see in, 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 you know, individual trades of prisoner trades and things like this. It's not uncommon for Russia to want to bring back a drug dealer or a cyber criminal because that person has worked in some form or fashion as an extension of the Russian government. So what we really have here is is individuals who are not protected under traditional law because they're operating officially outside the bounds of, of the Russian government. But everybody sort of knows that this has been at least tacitly approved by the Putin administration, the Putin regime, and, and these guys have to be stopped. As pertaining to this particular war on Ukraine, the United States has provided all sorts of military and intelligence aid to Ukraine. Should we be worried about a Russian hack response to that directly against the United States, or is it already actively happening? We should be concerned about it. There have been attacks that have come not just against the United States, but other nations. You know, you'll notice that some major, major auto manufacturers out of Japan were attacked primarily because Japan took a very hard stance on this, having their own border disputes with Russia. Uh, you'll notice that other companies in the, in, in the United States have announced that they've had some hacks. I will say that the, the Biden administration deserves some credit here. They really came out early, said shields up. They, they really worked with industry to get that to happen. So we have really been shielded from what could have otherwise been a really tough situation. But this is still early days. And I, and I like to remind people of this. You know, if we walk back to, to October or September of 2001 and say, hey, we're going to be in Afghanistan for the next 20 years. I don't think the average person would have believed that we're only 60 days into this bout. Russia is really not doing well. And they're becoming really, really upset with our help of Ukraine. So they haven't brought to bear their full capacities yet. It's still early. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and let's try and get ahead of a problem before it does happen. That's a really good point and something that we absolutely need to pay attention to in this new age of war and cyber war, too. John Cofrancesco, thank you so much for pointing your mouse and clicking on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.